welcome to the Rainsville Educational Podcast. This podcast is used to help train and equip believers to become disciple makers to serve God's kingdom through the local church. Enjoy this next session as we talk about this week's spiritual rep. Welcome back to the Rep Podcast. This is episode number 11 and the title for this week is Three goals for my J-Life group, my discipleship group, uh, talking about the importance of goals. And as I thought of this, I thought about one of my favorite all-time movies in which Mel Gibson stars uh, called The Patriot. It's a movie that narrates the journey of a semi-loyalist man who, through the terrorizing of a certain British colonel, becomes an ardent patriot for the American cause in the Revolutionary War. His success... In his endeavors is due largely to his brilliant leadership and in part to his excellent markmanship. In one of the scenes that captures this political transition, the main character's young sons are tasked to help him in attacking a British transport. His son, who is lacking in marksmanship, asks for advice from his father, to which Gibson gives him a great one-liner. Aim small, miss small. As I contemplated the topic of this episode, I couldn't help but think of this iconic line. Why? Because I think it can also be related to the importance of setting goals in terms of our discipleship groups. They need to be specific, not obscure. Targeted, not random. Because if you aim at nothing, then that's exactly what you'll get. Nothing. If you aim large, you are more likely to miss. But if you aim small... You miss small. So that brings up an important question. What goals should I as a leader have for the group, the discipleship group that I'm leading? I'm not suggesting that the following goals are the only goals that you should have. But I do think they are small in scope but solid in in impact and a good place to begin. So let's look at one very commonly cited verse, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. And then I'll have three short suggestions for goals. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Goal number one, actively partaking in the mission of God. It's the first part of the command. I love how Jesus doesn't make it obscure either. He doesn't say that some go therefore, or the theologically trained go therefore. Jesus says, verse 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. Guys, to be a disciple is to be going. So it seems wise to me to suggest that a goal for your D groups is to help them catch the mission of God's global agenda. But how can you help lead your group towards a goal like that? Well, again, here are a few suggestions. This is, again, not an exhaustive list, but just a good place, I think, to start. Start with the Word. Show them through God's word how Jesus is redeeming a people for himself from every people group, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. 
I find that it's not just enough to challenge a person to become active in God's global agenda. Challenges are good, but only the Holy Spirit speaking through His Holy Word can change a heart from slothful to zealous, from fearful of airplanes to faithful towards Christ's command to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So start with the Word. And when you do that, begin to pray for the unreached people groups of the world. Man, what God does to the heart who is faithfully praying for his gospel to reach a certain people group is absolutely transformative. You begin to bear a burden for that people. You may even sense a call to go and carry the gospel to that specific people group. Or maybe you feel a call to even give financially to help send someone else to, break, to take the gospel to that specific people group. As I think about this point, I am reminded of the transformative power of prayer of what the Baptist historians have called the Haystack Prayer Meeting. It happened in August of 1806, a time period really when missions in the American continent was focused primarily and only on reaching the Native American peoples. Samuel Mills, a young man gathered with several friends of his in a field near Williamstown, Massachusetts. The reason for their gathering together that day was to discuss William Carey's, uh, who is often called the father of modern missions. It was to discuss William Carey's missional book called An Inquiry into the Obligations of Christians to Use Means for the Conversion of Heathens. However, their trip was detoured when the Lord sent a thunderstorm that suddenly sprang up. The only available shelter for these young men, though it doesn't seem like a good one, and maybe that was probably the Lord's point, the only shelter they could find was a haystack. Not a hay bale, but literally a stack of hay. These men huddled underneath this haystack and attempted to pass the time waiting out this storm by continuing on with their discussion of William Carey's missional challenge. But they quickly fell under conviction. They fell under conviction of the Holy Spirit and began to pray for God to raise up men to take the gospel to the nations. Well, let me tell you, that prayer meeting, often called the Haystack Prayer Meeting, would soon be answered. Samuel Mills, along with Three of the other four men organized a group that came to be called the Brethren, which by 1810, just four years later after the Haystack Prayer Meeting, by 1810, this group called the Brethren would become the American Board of Commissioners for Foreign Missions. That group would later send out the very well-known missionaries, Adoniram Judson, and his wife, along with Luther Rice, who would lead countless sinners to the saving mercy of Christ. Little wonder that a prayer meeting under a field haystack would birth a ministry whose ripples can still be felt today, almost 210 years later. Brothers and sisters, do not underestimate the power of prayer. And do not underestimate the Holy Spirit's transformative work when we set our hearts to pray for the mission of God.
to take his gospel to the ends of the earth, to every nation. So yes, challenge your group to be active in God's mission of going to the nations, but usher your challenge through the word of God and by the transformative power of intercessory prayer for those people groups. Maybe the Lord sees fit to stop your group under a haystack. Or maybe it's just in the living room of your house. But regardless of wherever you gather, take note. He really is listening. Point number two, we'll go through these quickly. Point number two, or goal number two, multiplication. A second goal to aim for. And and I'll tell you, we'll spend more time on this thought in an upcoming episode is multiplication or what is often called replication. I think it's sufficient to make this point here by saying that our hope for each one of our members is that they come to a point of leading their own discipleship group. This is clearly bound up in the command to go. We are not to go and make a bunch of converts and then forget about them. We are not to go ask a bunch of people to repeat the sinner's prayer and then pronounce them to be a Christian and lead them to themselves. We are to go and make disciples. That is a clear goal for the members of your D group and for you as well. To not only be a disciple, which you always are, but to also be disciple makers. Number three, the last one, maturity. And how do we make these disciples? This is the part of the verse that I think is abundantly clear and what our goal is to be in making disciples, the type of disciples we are to be making, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Obedience to Christ is the mark of maturity. It is the mark that we aim for in our discipling. Obedience to Christ in believers' baptism and obedience to Christ in His Holy Word. We will also be discussing this more in an upcoming episode in a few weeks from now titled The Difference Between Discipleship and Legalism. But for now, keep these goals in mind and challenge your groups with them. And we'll expound more on these goals to help you out in the coming weeks. But remember these in challenge, the goals of being active in the mission of God by multiplying disciples who are mature in Christ. Well, all right, that wraps up this week's content of The Rep. Keep in mind that next week's episode will deal with questions that you guys have submitted to us in the previous weeks. And so, so looking forward to doing that and and, uh, answering those questions. So, now it's time, and you know what time it is. It's time for the Outreach Ideal of the Week. All right, here's your Outreach Ideal of the week. It's not something that's new. It's, to be honest with you, something I'm just still waiting to hear back from several of you guys about. Uh, I just want to continue to challenge you uh, to adopt a street or neighborhood here in our local community uh, for the sake of carrying the gospel to them uh, and ministering to them, being the hands and feet of Jesus and, and trusting God to work through our efforts there. You know, we we can all get to know the families in our neighborhoods by name and, and just within walking distance of our homes. It's nothing to us to offer assistance or give gifts on a special occasion. You can even host a barbecue 
or a, a game viewing party whenever sports uh, begin to resume once again. You could show up at the hospital when a health crisis happens. I can tell you that it means so much to people. As we do life with our neighbors, we're going to earn their attention and ultimately we'll get a chance to share the gospel with them. You may not get it on the first time. You may not get it on the 20th time. But as you develop a relationship with these neighbors, with these, these people on your street that your Sunday school class is reaching out to, I'm confident that the Lord will eventually open up a door for effective work of gospel ministry to occur there. Uh, so we just need to be faithful in being the hands and feet and starting gospel conversations, being intentional about it. And so I just wanted to give you a reminder this week to please uh, spend time praying with your class, uh, specifically in this time when all these things are going on. It's, it's a great time to be praying for that and to get some clarity. And when all of the coronavirus threat is over and it will be over at some point in the future, uh, you guys can be ready and equipped to take your Sunday school class and to take off and let's go to our street that the Lord's given us and be the hands and feet. Uh, and as you get clarity on that, I just remind you, please let us know. We don't want to duplicate each other's work. Uh, so again, I just, I just want to give you a challenge this week because again, it's nothing new. It's nothing novel. Uh, it's just the same old thing we've been talking about, but just a healthy challenge and a healthy reminder to adopt a neighborhood, adopt a street, for the sake of the gospel, to be mission-minded there with the purpose of making disciples like we just talked about. Uh, pray for God to give you clarity and be active in serving His kingdom here in Rainsville. I hope this has been encouraging to you guys. Uh, if I can ever be of any help, don't hesitate at all to give me a call, to email me, text me. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week and I hope that you stay safe. Talk with you next time. Blessings. <music>